What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome to Ideation Collective. I'm Jess Larson. Today on the show, we've got Kumar Aurora. I just didn't want to be stuck in one mold. I just felt like we could do whatever we wanted, you know? That's what, kind of what we were grown up to, th- to say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? But they never really finished that statement to say, what all can you do? This is another episode of our Innovation and Leadership series where we interview pro athletes, world-class musicians, CEOs, Hollywood filmmakers, and a wide variety of other high achievers. Before we get rolling, we want to invite you to get involved in the charity our founders helped start called Child Rescue. We work to combat child sex trafficking in the U.S. and globally. The top project you could help with now is in Cusco, Peru. There are 20 girls that the local government rescued but didn't have anywhere to keep them safe, so they put them in jail. The government has said that they're willing to give custody of these kids to the aftercare facility we're helping to expand now once we raise enough money and build an extra building there. To learn more, please click on the Child Rescue tab on our website, which is iCollective.co. So with that out of the way, let's get to the interview. Umar, thanks for making time. Yeah, happy to be here, Jess. So you've done some cool stuff. People always want to talk to you about, you know, stuff with LeBron James and all the marketing things and and the, the fashion, the sunglasses and stuff. Um, but you have a real science background. Can you tell us about, I do. can you tell us about your, your, your other half, the science part of you? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so my passion for science definitely started when I was a kid. I was, um, in high school, I was part of the robotics team, uh, learning programming, uh, you know, on the AP science classes. And my father was a scientist at the same time. So I felt like I kind of grew up in the lab, you know, ever since I was a baby. Uh, he was always conducting experiments doing research at Case Western and uh, followed his lead in some ways and um, pursued the science science thing while in college. I eventually chose, ended up in business because I, I found a greater passion there. But yeah, my heart is definitely more analytical and very, you know, science-based. I bet. So, um, you know, to start with, and I want to keep talking about the science side of things, but why don't you tell people the name of each of the companies you're heavily involved in right now and what field they're in? Oh, that's uh, quite a bit of companies I'd have to go through. I'd have to give you a whole list. Well, but, let's do maybe the top four. Uh, the, the main one that um, I'd love to talk about is a company called Innovation Chemical Technologies. And uh, we supply different types of nano coatings for the ophthalmic industry. Great. Yeah. And then, so you've got that one. You've got Rogue Eyewear, right? Mm-hmm. How, long, how old is that one? Uh, Rogue Eyewear is now in its third year, and it actually kind of is an extension of IC Tech. And uh, similarly, while we're doing coatings on glass and in the ophthalmic industry, uh, on the other half of my my business, I'm working on the frames, the design, the aesthetics, the branding, and the fashion side. So it's kind of a uh, hopefully, you know, at some point these companies can meet in the middle because one side is you know science tech, the other one is uh, fashion and branding. So. Kind of a, a polar opposite in a way, but at the same time, they're very indirectly connected. Sure. And were you doing Rogue before Ithli or after? How did that, what's the order of events there? Uh, Ithli was an investment I made specifically because I knew I was going to get in glasses, but um, I, I met a gentleman named Glenn Infante. I fell in love with his art and his direction of where he wanted to take the company. 
uh, seemed like a perfect fit because I knew I was eventually going to get into fashion and retail. So I thought, you know what, why not invest into an existing company and uh, help them grow and use that platform to eventually launch a second brand, which was, you know, Rogue Eyewear. And we're talking about about three, four years ago now. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. And and you recently started doing some work with Soylent. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Soylent and I have just started working for the past uh, month now. And uh, one of my clients, I have a, a marketing firm as well, but um, Soylent is, is kind of a new direction we're taking with the company where we're doing a little bit less on events and focusing more on novel products and getting them to, you know, become household names. And Soylent is one of those companies I've been following for years. And uh, once we we connected, it would just it just clicked, and it was um, a perfect synergy because they have a, an amazing product, but they had to find um, novel ways to you know get themselves out there and, and market the right way. So I've been working with them on different initiatives, different campaigns, and, and you know tying my entertainment connects, celebrity connects, and uh, even with some a little bit of the branding and design in, in our direction too. So this last one is one I'm super interested in. Uh, I think you told me they've raised a hundred million dollars and it's essentially space food for people who don't know what Soylent is. Yeah. They've um, found a way to basically have all the nutrients you need in, into one uh, it comes in a powder form or in a drink form. And uh, yeah, they are trying to pave the way for, um, you know, a ready to drink meal in a bottle. And it's, uh, it's not just your typical, like, you know, diet supplement or replacement beverage. It's, it's something that's really like their core, their definition is is to find ways to to cure hunger, to create something that without the necessary needs to you know um, manufacture food in a normal way. And, and what excites me is that this is this is something that can possibly so- solve world hunger. And and I I'm I'm just grateful and excited to be a part of that because it's not every day you hear of companies trying to make an impact for humanity. That it, generally most businesses are trying to find ways to you know fuel their business and these guys are taking a completely different approach so super happy to be excited you know working with them sure um you kind of were talking earlier about your interest in the the futurist entrepreneurs out there is anybody else that you're following closely oh i mean we always hear about elon musk and what he's up to but um you know i i i honestly follow you know what i see on indiegogo and and kickstarter you know when you hear about stories on of what people are trying to do in in the hoverboards and whatnot and the the wearable tech industry. I mean, there's just so many different industries and I just kind of keep up up to date on different companies that are popping up left and right. Sure. Well, um, getting back to the coatings company for a minute, if I understand mm-hmm. like you guys, you know, if I, if I'm getting the anti-glare or something like that at LensCrafters or Costco, a lot of times that's actually your formula. Is that right? Uh, yes, exactly. So we supply our product to a lot of the, the, the big box retailers um, and lens crafters, for example, if you are getting some sort of AR coating, we're the top coat that protects that. And that's literally in nearly almost every lens crafters today. And it's, it's a very cool product because we released this a few years ago. And generally when you're doing AR on glasses, that takes some time. When you, when you buy your glasses, you need to wait a couple of days for them to cut the lens um, get the proper coating, get it all finished, and then packaged up and given to you. But now we've created a way for AR to be instant, where you can say, I don't have, like, you know, the coatings on my glasses. And you can literally go in there, and within a few minutes, they can put it on instantly, and it bonds on the glass. And the bond actually gets stronger over time within one day. So it, we've created a, a faster method for uh, lens crafters. And for people who don't know what AR is, what does that do? 
AR stands for anti-reflective. Oh, great. And um, yeah. so that's a nanotech, right? Is that correct? Yeah, it kind of encompasses all, you know, between, you know, it could be nanotech or nanoscience, but we're talking about working in a very molecular level here. Um, generally, nanoscience is more of like the, the vanity term, but, you know, we're talking about working uh, on a microscopic level. Interesting. So mm -hmm. um, thinking about like literal invention for those type of innovations, um, how, how long did that product take from, from idea to commercialization? You know, I, I wish I can say I took the credit for it, but unfortunately it was my dad. Uh, I was there when I was about 14, 15, while he was working with a private company at the time. And uh, I watched him pretty much see his process of how he creates creates a product, how he comes up with, with the, the idea of it. And for him, I, I see him as one of my mentors. He um, He literally comes up with these types of things overnight. He knows when he develops a chain reaction or a, a chemical compound, he can tell that it will work right on paper or even in his mind before actually getting into the lab and mixing them all together. And for him, I think that, you know, you have to achieve a certain mastery to be able to, to predict what, what is the outcome, you know? So I think that you're going back to your question here, you know, how long does it take? I think that uh, when it comes to becoming a master, you know, this could take, a few dozen years, but once you get to the level, then you can start to come up with products uh, very, very fast. And I think that's, you know, something that we all will eventually achieve or are trying to achieve is um, developing products in a very fast manner. Sure. Yeah. You know, you talked about the advantages of growing up with a scientist dad and an artist mother. Um, mm -hmm. There's so much talk these days. I mean, um, people have brought the lean methodologies more to the software type of digital world and trying to implement aspects of those. Um, and for me, I feel like sometimes the fluff around that uh, comes down to where people, they're not, maybe there's not quite as rigorous a measurement. There's a, hey, we're, you know, these are the principles that we say we're subscribing to versus people who really bring that scientific method. What, what kind of advantages do you feel like growing up with a scientist for a father has given you in business? Um, well, let's see. Um, having, you know, being raised in an Indian household, it's a little different for us because we have to, um, it, in a sense, we carry our, our family's legacy, you know, where we, my parents came from America and, and they've worked so hard to get, get to where they are and they want our, their children to, to kind of uphold that same standard. And growing up, uh, with my dad as a scientist and my mom as an artist kind of gave me what I say the best of both worlds because I, I had the analytical approach. I had the very systemized approach of, of, of a procedure or a protocol, you know, and that sometimes sort of applies to business in some ways, but at the same time I had the creative freedom to really just kind of uh, design in, in my own perspective and not have to follow a specific, um, a specific guideline. And that was where my mom came into play. So in a sense, for my business background now, today, I take the um, creative aspect or the design elements that I need to for, for marketing or branding. But then with the analytical side of me or the scientific side, I take that approach from my father. So it's been really cool to be able to kind of go in and out when necessary for any sort of investment that I'm making. Sure. Um, speaking of investments, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the show that's coming out this summer? 
Yeah, there is a new show that I'm part of. I'm one of the four investors, and it's called Cleveland Hustles with uh, LeBron James. And the show is going to be airing August 24th, uh, 7 o'clock on CNBC. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, what's that experience been like? Oh, it's crazy. You know, we I've never expected to be on TV. And it's one of those things, you know, generally for most of us, we don't really think about the back back end of, of TV. We're usually the ones watching TV. And for me, with my trajectory and what I've been doing with work, I never thought, oh, one day I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to, you know, pursue this direction. And it fell into my lap. I decided to take it and I, I felt like I was a good fit. And the cool thing is that everything you about, think about TV is somewhat true. You know, they take care of you on the back end. There's cameras, there's lights, there's rehearsals, there's meetings. And we've been filming for 12 hour days continuous and um it's not an easy thing but it's cool because you get to see what what life is like on the other side you know especially on the production side of things <laughs> so it's it's definitely been fun so far and so you're you're like kind of like shark tank you would be like one of the sharks on there yeah mm -hmm. i'm one of the investors on the show and i'd like to say that it's not totally like shark tank where there's yeah tell us what's a different, different pitch but the beauty of Cleveland Hustles and, you know, Cleveland being the core word here is that, you know, it's, it's a, it's an underdeveloped city. You know, there's a lot of work that needs to get done and we see ourselves as underdogs That's where I'm from originally. And uh, the cool thing is, is you don't get to just see the pitch or anything. You get to see the storyline of what's going to happen after they get their, their investment, their ups and downs, their successes, their struggles, their hardships, their celebrations. You get to see everything after. So the beauty of this to me is that, you know, it's not just, oh, I can get a lot of money from an investor and then it's game over. It's more so I've got this money. What do I have to do with it to become even more successful, possibly to even get out of Cleveland? <laughs> you know, and, and to be, you know, going from investor role to advisor to partner. It's, it's really cool. It's not just writing a check, but I'm really right in the trenches with these guys. And uh, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, you don't expect this kind of stuff happening. And it's just cool. You know, it's different. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. that sounds fun. Uh, what's it been like yeah. working with LeBron? You know, I haven't seen LeBron yet, unfortunately. <laughs> um, he's been busy with the playoffs, and now we're going to Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, I, I assume he's going to be coming uh, coming up soon. Uh, his team has been heavily involved with the process. I mean, even just in the casting process, I know that they've been very uh, meticulous and, and selective on who who's you know representing their brand as well as the network's brand. But um, LeBron um, will be making a cameo pretty soon. Very cool. And uh, yeah. did you tell me you'd done something with him before? Yeah. Uh, with the clothing company I invested into called Ilfi, we uh, actually did a shirt for the last Olympics. Um, and it was kind of a cartoon design of him kind of dunking one of the five rings. Uh, so it was kind of a, a Team USA-inspired shirt uh, with an illustration of him. And that was released in summer of 2012. So it was four years ago. That's fun. Yeah. Um, how does that work as far as do you have to get permissions because of likenesses or how does that work in the that side of the world? Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on obviously uh, the entity, but in our case, we we knew LeBron, so it, it wasn't as difficult. But um, generally, you know, when you're working with licensing and trademarking, you have to make sure that, you know, your terms are in place. Um, there's plenty of resources to get licensing if you're looking to collaborate with, with a much larger entity or a brand. But for the most part, in our case, um, we've taken it very easy because we've had personal relationship with celebrities and, and athletes and artists. So m most of it is us reaching out to them saying, hey, we've got a great product. 
uh, whether it's a toy or a skateboard or something. And, and, you know, we work alongside them, design it, create it, help them market it and, uh, you know, deploy it out there. Very cool. Yeah. Um, one of the things I've heard you talk about is this idea of, you know, we don't all have to do just one thing with our career and our life. Tell, mm -hmm. tell me about your, cause I feel like I share a passion for that theory, but tell me, tell me more about your thoughts on that subject and why you're so passionate about it. Yeah. It's one of those things for me that it came about in such a natural way. And I guess the starting point was while I was in high school, you know, I was, uh, programming. I really wanted to become a video game designer. At the same time, I was doing DNA research at, at the local university and I was working in hospitals volunteering. And I just didn't want to be stuck in one mold. I just felt like we could do whatever we wanted. You know, that's what kind of what we were grown up to, to say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? But they never really finished that statement to say, what all can you do? Because Growing up, when I would look at people on TV, I'd be like, oh, wow, he can do this and that. You know, we hear about, you know, simple things like this person's an actor and a singer, right? Those are two completely different things, but they're somewhat correlated in small ways. So for me, I always thought about that. It's like, do I have to be just a doctor? Can I also do this too? And who's to say no? You know, and I think that that was the starting point of the catalyst that made me think this way. And now I conveyed this this message to tell people you don't have to be stuck in one place. It's always great to learn. I mean, while you're in school, you know, you, uh, if you're getting your studies or your higher studies, that is, you know, you're getting your specialization in one place. But that doesn't mean that when school's out, you don't have to keep learning. And in my case, most of the things I've learned today, I've learned through self-interest. And I think that that's the case for a lot of entrepreneurs and, and innovators today is that, you know, we may have done one thing, but we might have a passion in another. Sure. Um, yeah. I know you've talked also about, you know, building on what you've done before for deciding what to do next. Um, mm -hmm. With the with the eyewear, obviously you had uh, you had the background and the coatings and this stuff uh, from IC Tech, but with Rogue, did you bring some of the science along with some of the fashion, or what was your? Oh, of course. I mean, what did that look like? I look at I look at everything I've done to be building blocks to the next step. You know, in the case of Rogue Eyewear, we're not just talking about the design elements from Ilthi or the, the the tech background or the science background from IC Tech. I mean, we're also considering e-commerce. We're thinking about brand and storytelling, you know, which, and, or art direction. There's a lot of other places that come, or a lot of other things that come to play to serve as small building blocks, not just the big ones. And I think that with everything I do or everything others may do, you know, you use your experiences and your stories and, and your memories to, to get to the next level. Sure. Um, I have a question. You know, we were talking earlier about how, how much you get asked for, you know, people want to hear about the crazy events that you guys have thrown or, you know, all the fashion stuff, things like this. Um, but they don't as often want to spend time talking about the science or, or the analytics. Um, mm -hmm. what do you think, where do you think that stems from? Do you think it's just that the other stuff is so entertaining or, um, you think there's a natural kind of aversion to work or what, what's your, What's your thought on that? You know, there's probably a few factors. The first one I would say is that a lot of people want to be able to relate to you. So when they hear of you building a brand or throwing a party or working with clients, um, it's easier to relate to. You know, when it comes to science, it is very technical and it's not as flashy per se, you know, when you're talking about those things, because it's easy to talk about it, but it's a little more difficult to explain. And I think that 
when it comes to you know creating your own sunglass company, that does sound a little bit more exciting in some ways than it would say it, it would be to say, hey, I'm going to start a, a coatings company and <laughs> we're going to supply you know something that you know you use every day, you just don't think about it, you know. And I think that's also that that's the other end of it too is that people can intangibly see it, they can get excited for it, and they can and then read about it or view it. You know, it's a physical, tangible good. But whereas coatings and we're talking about microscopic levels and we're talking about things that are, are behind the scenes, you know, it's it's just a little bit more tough to, le- to relate to. I think that's kind of been a, a little bit of a, a hurdle for me to be able to showcase both sides. Yeah. I yeah. know that you you have a passion for storytelling and you you're very thoughtful about what stories your brands are telling um, as, as far as looking at the future of exactly that subject right there, this idea of, of bringing more to the science side of things, what kind of thoughts do you oh, have there? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that there always comes a point in, in every entrepreneur's life. Once they start to become semi-successful or they've created some traction that they really start to begin on to think about why am I an entrepreneur and where do I plan to take this? beyond you know my own life my own life cycle you could say and some people will be happy to pass it down to their children or some people will be happy to uh, leave a legacy for their employees to remember but there are those entrepreneurs that start to think you know what maybe i should be investing and building and creating something for a much longer plan or a much longer play and i think that for myself i'm in a place now where i look at every specific investment i make and i say what kind of impact is this going to make way past you know, my children's children now? Am I inventing something? Am I creating something new? Am I investing in something that um, can even contribute in some way to humanity? I think that's like a really big part of me now more than ever. And uh, unfortunately, I have not made any major investments yet, but I see myself doing that in the next, you know, three to three to 10 years. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things that we're always asking people is about their influences and, or books or things like that. Um, mm-hmm. what, uh, what books do you think innovators should be reading these days? You know, I'm going to throw out a left field book a little bit here. You know, we've, we've read, you know, we've read the outliers, we've read Freakonomics, we've read all the, you know, the cookie cutter business books. Most of us have known. So I've decided I'm going to share, uh, one of my favorite books that I've been reading since I was a kid. And it's called the book of five rings. <laughs> it's by Miyamoto Musashi. <laughs> yeah, my dad had that growing up. And, um, I remember reading this, I think, probably in middle school briefly. Then I read it again in high school, and I had to start parsing it and and explaining it. And then I came across it again in college. So it was really strange that this book kept coming back into my life. I even remember uh, one of my mentors in college had this book on his desk. And I remember looking at it, and I was like, oh, I've seen that book somewhere. But uh, I I came across this book once again. Um, I see it every so often. It's, It's one of my favorites on my bookshelf. And I remember in college, um, the professor said um, that this was one of those books that every Japanese businessman reads because it has so many connections towards, you know, business itself. And tell people, for, um, for people who aren't about, familiar with it, tell them about the swords and the genius. Yeah. So Miyamoto Musashi is a, um, I believe the book was written in the 1400s, and he is a very prolific and, and famous um, samurai. And he goes and talks about, you know, the way of the sword. He talks about rhythm. He talks about balance. He talks about um, different stances and things like that specific to being a samurai. But a lot of these um, these explanations he gives apply to business as well. 
And I think that's the beauty of it, that you don't have to read, you know, your, your typical business Facebook or something about entrepreneurship. You can find ideas anywhere, you know, and in this case, you know, we're reading something that's a few hundred years old, but it can apply to you today. And I think that's what's so cool to me is that um, ideas, innovation, business, entrepreneurship, creating something, these things are everywhere. You just have to find them in, in places that, you know, are meaningful to you. And I think the Book of Five Rings is an amazing read. I think that uh, if you are having, uh, if you have a bookshelf that's full of business Facebooks, at least throw in something new and something different to get your mind thinking a little bit differently, a little bit more abstractly in some ways. Sure. Uh, another mm-hmm. question we ask people is, uh, who set a good example for them, either early in their career or early in life, of just how to treat others? You know, someone you want to be more like. Does anybody come to mind for you? Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's one of those things where a lot of people will always talk about Steve Jobs or they might throw out names that are people who they look up to and that they read about. But for me, I'm going to talk about someone who's always in the shadows and it's actually my dad. Uh, this guy worked so hard, uh, eldest of nine children in India, pretty much grew up in a village, uh, studies his ass off, gets to America, you know, and, and, and paved a life that he wanted. Uh, he was around my age, so he was 30 around that time. Okay. Yeah, he uh, studied PhD. He did his PhD in India in organic chemistry. Came over here um, uh, to do research and and work in a university. Eventually, you know, began to work um, for a private company. And uh, I, I learned so much from him because, and even though I don't, we come from different places in life. I just feel like. He's not a businessman, so I don't talk to him like a businessman, but he gives me such great insight on how to run a business. And um, so many specific quotes I can remember that he's told me over the years of how to how to do things the right way um, come to mind. I'd like to share actually one that, that I think yeah, yeah, about please. all the time. Uh, and this is something I, I tell a lot of my friends on a daily basis because social media is such a big thing right now and you know, developing an online brand. And my dad's so, you know, old school, he doesn't do any of that. He once told me, and I I stick to this sometimes today, he told me, if you want to be a successful businessman, try to pull it off without a phone number and an email address and a website. Hmm. And I used to think about that. I'm like, that's impossible. Like, you need to talk to people. You need to write emails. You need to have a website to showcase your business. But I got me thinking, you know, if you're out in the jungle and you have no tools, you're going to need to learn to survive. And with that being said, you know, the most successful business people can pull it off without the, the, the tools of today. And my dad is an example of that. You know, he could literally work and, and create a business without those the, the things that we used in today's society. So, you know, I encourage others to think about that. You know, people out there tell you, you need to have Snapchat. You need to get a big online presence with Instagram. But I tell them the opposite. That if you can pull it off without that, you're even more of a hustler. You're even more <laughs> successful. Interesting. Yeah. So I, you know, it, it's it's fun to talk to him because, you know, he's a he's a very wise man. So I, he's uh someone I look up to every day. That's great. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, flashing signs around business advice of, kind of the sense of you're missing out if you're not adding this extra thing to your plate mm-hmm. these days, isn't there? Yeah. Um, another question we'd like to ask people is uh, about our charity, Child Rescue. You know. What, what advice you might have for us of trying to get more people involved in the cause of protecting kids from traffickers? Uh, you know, I haven't done enough research on uh, your movement and everything you're doing, but uh, what you guys are trying to do is amazing. 
And the first thing I would tell you is what is going on with the world and what you guys are trying to do can be conveyed in such a amazing aspect of storytelling, you know, and whether you're writing an email and you're telling people what's going on, there's a stronger impact if you can show it. And if you guys are working on this, it wouldn't hurt to look into creating a film series or a documentary, or are you even looking into mini commercials of some sort? Because when you can see something happening to a, a child out there or a woman out there, something happening, when you see that in a visual form, you can easily fall more like, can, you can be more connected to what you guys are doing. So that's one thing I would tell you. And if, if you haven't done so already, I'm, I'm happy to help you guys out um, and curate those, those projects. But that's Very the one cool. thing I would tell you guys if you haven't done so already. Okay. Well, we we actually have a our filmers are down in Cusco. They're still down there this week. Um, they brought our our red camera and our drone down there. Oh, there and, you uh, go. So once when they get back and we start putting together this new campaign, we'll have to get your have to get your thoughts on things. Yeah, of course. Happy to help. We're going to cut off part one of the interview there in the interest of time. We've had feedback that people would rather have. 20 to 30 minute episodes so we're going to break the interviews in half please check back tomorrow for part two of the interview and as always come to icollective.co for show notes and to learn more about child rescue go to the menu and, and look at our child rescue page and see if that's something that you'd like to get involved with thanks for listening At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.